to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shield in the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bowolf and Shukapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. Birds I'm gonna have friends. the rest of my life with these kids. Birds wow. Get, we gotta get that in a drop uh, immediately. I was edit that one out. That didn't come out quite. There's no editing. No, no editing yeah, on this that's podcast. That's the wonderful of Birds with Friends. No editing. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome. To Burns with Friends on a Friday morning. Bo Wolf, Sheila Kapadia, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris in the house, live on YouTube. Sheil, how you doing? Have you ever met anybody who uses the who pronounces it mature and you actually like that person? Uh, no. Okay, well, that's what I wanted to open up with. You have a specific story? No. One of, us, on. one of let's, us used it? No, let's go. We got a lot to get to. It feel, I mean, to... it's not like you're spending a lot of time outside. It feels like a subtweet of like, Naya or something like that. You don't. You don't know where I'm spending my time. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, no uh, other explanation on how you're doing. Mm-mm. Zach, how are you? I'm doing well. Excited for this podcast. Okay. Well, we've got a lot to get to. the uh, The roster rooster crunch looms tomorrow. I feel like I'll use the word looms every time I talk about the roster crunch coming, but uh, so be it. Four o'clock tomorrow. The Eagles have to cut their roster to 53. They made a bunch of releases yesterday of uh, you know rookies so uh, we'll talk about that we will talk about uh, shields adjudication for the flit squad draft and then we will uh, close by ranking our levels of faith in the respective eagles position groups heading into uh you know the roster crunch in week one but uh, before we do that we are i mean we're all friends here right that's the name of the show it's birds with friends correct Uh, i will not go that far no now would you like do you guys have friends outside of the show because you're like all the friends i have that's not true, though. Number one and number two, of course. Yeah, of course we have friends outside. You have show. friends outside, okay? Like yes. other podcasts. Oh, I know right. Shields I, on a bunch I of different imagine podcasts. You're, you're oh, going what do we got? Yeah. All right, let's, go I, ahead. Marissa, let's hear it. Okay. They vary in seriousness, and obviously some of them are just you know little tiny things. But Zach Berman, our friend here at the Ringer, I don't know if he's your friend. Is he your friend? He, no, he is my friend okay. because he's my friend. We, he's my friend. We covered all those. Um, Eagles beat guys, the Patriots yeah. Eagles Super Bowl. We spent a lot of time in frigid Minnesota together. Love that. Love that Eagles beat. Okay. So he tweeted this the other day and I can't stop looking at it. At this moment, the Eagles are now practicing. This is on August 30th. So this was on Sunday. At this moment, the Eagles are now practicing without their top picks in the last five drafts. <laughs> the tweet heard around the world. ZB, good friends, huh? Well, that's, that's it. Uh, oh, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, that was a letdown there. First off, yeah, I agree. Identify, I totally uh, agree. I wish I, I identified. Well, listen, is. we get all these different drops of uh, Sheila and me. We don't get a lot of. We, we got to get the Zach one when it's out there. That's 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 Kevin and Nora over at the Ringer. Uh, to to wow, first name basis. Okay. Um, uh, Kevin Clark, uh, who yeah, he's 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 a, he's a nice guy, good writer. Um, I, I don't know if that's like so incriminating that they say, you know, but yeah. nonetheless, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate them mentioning, 
uh, our coverage in our show. Yes, Marissa, I know. I, I know Marissa was just doing her job there, but you might need to screen both requests <laughs> through me yes. going forward. No. We need we need to well, get the shows off friends, to a better I gotta, start. I got to be honest with you. I've got I've got uh, you know little whisperers all over the place. I wasn't listening to that podcast. I had somebody uh, send it to me. So. Yeah. So, so just to clarify, the 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 knock here is that someone said I'm their friend. That's like I'm getting that, up. Uh, that's I, I, I'm you. not trying. This is not a gotcha. This is a look at I mean, Zach. He's got friends all over the place. I'm like, I, do I need to take I, this wait, over? Wait, I just want to say this. I'm. I, I mean, this isn't even false modesty. There's like a difference between someone saying the best football writer in America, which is the <laughs> drop we did, and our friend. Like, like that. The, the Listen, best football writer in America. In if if I I understand that I've I've lost two of these drafts based on the judge, but like. If the, if if boosting me up is someone saying our friend, then well, I, I think we need to raise the not only that, a little more. Not only your friend, but you had an interesting tweet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, then again, I'll take best football writer in America. I mean, over I our mean, friend. I'm looking. Tweet. I'm looking at the numbers. People just dropping off the stream <laughs> left and right. Let, let yeah. let's let's uh, get let's, back to the rundown. Yeah, yes. let's go. Yes. All right, fair enough. Uh, so, why don't we start with? Uh, you said you've lost two drafts. I don't know. Maybe Shield has thought about it uh, overnight, and he slept on it and decided that uh, he doesn't want to be uh, straight down the middle and wants to just give me the loss, as he said he wanted to do, which is what I assumed. But why don't you give us your uh, your adjudication, Shield, and uh, what you thought after uh, listening back through, if you did? I did. And so, for those who do, who don't know what Bo's talking about, since he you know doesn't provide a lot of context and assumes everybody has listened and read everything we do, Bo and Zach on the last episode did the draft where Carson Wentz was a steady quarterback. By the way, in uh, when I was a kid, we called this DNO. Did did you guys do that? Never heard that. Oh, defense and offense with a steady quarterback. I, it doesn't really. I think that's what it stood for. I have it doesn't never make heard a lot that. of sense. Oh, well, we called it DNO. I I loved a DNO. Uh, this exercise also made me realize that I peaked in all things around like the age of 11 best athletically, academically, all these different types of things. You're literally so the best thinking, football writer in America. I, I don't know well, how, how you could say, listen, that. I won a spelling bee in second grade. You know, I was good on the playground in elementary school. And then, you know, I, I kind of hit my ceiling at 11 and everyone else uh, kept going. So that wasn't great. But, uh, you know, I looked at this, Zach, I thought you had so many chances here, really. I mean, I thought you had so many chances. Uh, I feel like there were many different directions you could have gone in, even after you realized what Bo was doing here. See, Cause I think the problem with this exercise is that it wasn't my plan either. I think we, we both just sort of got siloed the way that it went, but go ahead. Right. I mean, the problem here is that both teams are going to have massive weaknesses, right? So it's like, I mean, with this type of exercise, that's what's going to happen. So I looked at it like you needed to get out of Sanders, uh, Ertz, Goddard, Rager, Deshaun Jackson. Minimum, you got to get two of those guys. If you don't get two of those guys, you don't really have much of a chance. I thought the Sanders pick was actually fine because I agree with you. I mean, he's, uh, you know, if you're looking just from a weapons perspective, uh, I think that guy's going to be a monster this year. So I didn't think that was a bad pick. I think Kelsey really hurt you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I wrote that up in our write-up where I I said that, I I mean, based on the player, not the worst pick, but if I wasn't reading my board, if I was reading the opponent, then if I had taken Deshaun there, I think Bo would have taken a skill guy four, and Kelsey would have been there for me five. Yes, yeah, I, I think, think you're you probably right. Or I might have taken, taken I might have taken Cox there. Yeah, Peters and any any your favorite skill guy. I mean, 
You could have taken, you know, Ertz, Deshaun, whatever, whoever you wanted to get. But it had to be uh, one of those guys, I think, to give you a shot there. And then there was a couple other. Even when you took, I understand it, taking Cox when you did. But even there, you still had a chance. Like, if you took Rager there, it would have made my decision a lot tougher, I think. If you're going Sanders and Rager against those three guys and, you know, you're killing him on defense, then we you can see, have I that was, argument. I was applying rational thinking here. <laughs> I, I like, seriously, But that's not no. true because rational is also including reading reading your opponent. <laughs> so, so, and I made that Matt Millen joke, but that's essentially like four of his top five picks were skill guys. If you were making a board, you would never have like Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz over Fletcher Cox. Of course, but it's all relative. The whole thing is about the delta between what is on the roster and what's behind them. That's the whole thing. So the the delta between <laughs> Fletcher Cox and the second tight end, like like you wouldn't take your no. Second the delta tight between end. Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave and or Malik Jackson is bigger than the delta between Dallas Goddard and no other but playable offensive take your weapons. Second tight end before your first defensive player is my point. Like I, well, of rest- course, but that way we're not building a real roster. It's like we're playing well, that's a game. How I envisioned it as building a roster. Like I, I apply logical, rational thinking to it. You like, like you simply just tried to beat me. Well, well, Zach, I've seen your Matt yeah. Millen tweets, and my gosh, Matt Millen just taking fire. I mean, the guy was <laughs> yeah. on his deathbed like a year ago. Come on, let's lay off a Matt Millen here. Catching strays, Matt yeah, Millen. Poor, gosh. poor Matt Millen. I just feel I mean, Charlie for the Rogers, Charlie Rogers, uh, Mike Williams, okay. and, and and who's the third one I'm missing? Do you guys love that Charles Rogers Madden commercial? I always, I've, I've, I've had that uh, jingle stuck in my head for like I don't know, 15 years. No, um, not, not Charles, me, but Rogers. Okay, but here's the issue, Zach. So I, I could I, I could buy the Matt Millen thing. You should have boxed Bo out on the offensive line. You really had a chance because yes. then he could like you had a I felt like this pick uh, you took you took Hargrave over Sayamalu. I thought you could have taken Sayamalu. You could have just said, all right, Bo is going to have like then we could have had an argument that he has the but he might like I think he has a better offensive line. That's the right. problem. So that that's where now, I landed. I wanted to I pick you, Zach. Of people who, who have disagreed. Uh, oh, you're, I can't hear you well. Your, your, your audio is uh, just got jacked up. You're too far I from the mic. Yeah. Can you hear me now? You're Not very great. low. Uh, unplug the mic. Replug the mic in. This is, this is a uh, live YouTube here. So there were some other things. I do want to get more on that. Kevin Durant. Like I like the rest of the audience had no idea what you guys were talking about. So <laughs> if there's a backstory there, uh, I would like to, I would like to hear it. Um, let me see what else here. Uh, Bo, really the whining about the coffee, like make some more coffee. What was that about? I mean, really, well, it was two minutes before showtime. Who cares? You 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 start the pot. What do you, you mean? Start- who cares? You want me to leave Marissa and Zach hanging? Yeah, you start a pot of coffee or whatever. You start the pot, and then in the middle of the pot, you say, "You guys handle it. I'm gonna go get a <laughs> cup of coffee." That's wow. podcast magic right there. That's I've gotten up and rude. gone to the bathroom. I've gotten a beer in the middle of episodes. People <laughs> oh, love that flex. kind of. Okay. Yeah, pe- people love Morning that kind beer. of stuff. People love that kind of stuff. Uh, How's my audio, see. by the way? Okay. Not good. Not great. Not good. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm sorry. It's it's the. Uh, well, it was working. So maybe I mean I feel like a little restart with a with a microphone yeah, or something. Yeah, the problem is doing the live pot. I don't want to be taking it out and putting it back in. But you could pop out and come back in. Yeah, don't worry. We got it handled. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll buy time for you. We'll talk about your bad picks again. Yeah, do, do what you do what you need to do. Uh, so those were. I thought it was very funny. Zach, I thought was very entertaining though throughout this episode. I thought he did a great job. Uh, you know his his little cut there where he said, 
Bo, Bo, Bo. That, that, that I think was, that was a, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that was a crowd, crowd favorite. Yes. Uh, and then I, and that was like 30 seconds after he said that the draft was going chalk. Then he said, it's not, yeah. this draft is not going how I anticipated. <laughs> so those were some of the things that then I, I liked at the 39 minute mark. He just goes, I'm not really ecstatic about my left guard spot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that part, uh, that part killed me. So, uh, it was a good exercise, you know, as I wrote on the athletic, of course you can subscribe theathletic.com slash birds with friends for 40% off. Uh, everyone knows I wanted to pick Zach in this. I really, you know, I don't need Bo winning anything or, you know, holding this. How's my audio uh, now? By st- the way. Still doesn't no, sound Zach, great there, Zach. Uh, still doesn't sound great there, uh, but I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't do it just because you gotta of, it, you got to keep it real. Uh, Zach definitely has the better defense, but the problem is it's not like, uh, like that's defense is not going to be, you know, among the top 10 in the NFL. I don't think so. Right. It wasn't good enough where I could get there. I did like Zach's, uh, secondary as I wrote, I read this. I thought that should probably be their starting cornerback group. He had, he had Darius Slay, Jalen Mills, and Cravon LeBlanc. Uh, that that certainly could be better than uh, what they actually put out there. So uh, those are my takeaways. Good exercise. It's tough in the end when you know you guys are talking about people who probably the audience has no idea about. But uh, that's part of it, I guess, for roster cutdown. Uh, I did think about like it would have been funny at the end to try to draft like a a Sidney Jones or something, knowing that you wanted to give the uh, mm. the thing to Zach. But the way that the teams were, were built, it was already too obvious. You know, the, those tells there, like Suopeta and Elijah Raleigh, didn't matter because of the construction itself. That's that, uh, that's right. There goes my voice there. All right. I'm going to, uh, as Zach tries to get that figured out, I'm going to read some comments here, Bo, from our uh, – Audience, nice audience. Wow. Nice, nice morning audience here. People are, maybe this is the time to do it. Not prime time. People are uh, putting off their yeah, work. It's a holiday work on weekend. Friday morning, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see what we got. Uh, Hamilton wants to know, are we post bike ride or delaying it? So whenever we get uh, Zach back, I think that's a question that a lot of people want to know. Uh, there were concerns about Zach. Is he a little bit under the weather? You know, he's had some, uh, some congestion, some sniffles the last few episodes. We know he's getting tested. So we feel like he's in a, uh, He's in good shape there, but I, I mean, these are all directed towards. Yeah, Zach, good job by you. Yeah, 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 as, as Zach pops out, <laughs> all, all he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's coming back. Don't yeah. worry. He's yeah, someone, just trying to fix his mic. We're okay. working on it. <laughs> someone take some notes. We need a bike ride update. We need a we need a health update uh, from Zach. There, people want to know about it. any other exercises recommended to get those calves looking the, good. Although, the truth asked, Jill, were you the steady QB? What's that? Were you the steady QB? In like elementary On the playground, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in like elementary school, like I said, that was mm-hmm. when I could handle it, and then I sort of uh, I peaked early there, so that did not continue uh, throughout throughout my career. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I never got the very beginning of the stream. Okay, don't know what that's about. Probably shouldn't have read that one out loud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. They asked what hat that. you're wearing too. Oh, this is a uh, this is an old Phillies hat, I, I think. I don't know. I just like the look of it. So, so that's what I uh, – people got mad at the Mariners hat last time. But why don't you give us a little news update? You know, we had some uh, we had some cuts. We have some stuff going on here in the next 48 hours. Give, give the people an update on what's happening in Eagles land right now. I know normally this yeah, is Zach's – backup Stone Cold Newsman. Yeah, I know normally this is Zach's forte, but you undersell yourself. You're, you're a newsman as well. 
Okay, let me give you the uh, list of cuts the Eagles made yesterday. They cut 12 guys. Graylin Arnold, Manasseh Bailey, Deontay Burnett, Travis Fulham, Julian Good-Jones, Marcus Green, Elijah Holyfield, Luke Jariga, Adrian Killens, Elijah Riley, unfortunately, mm. Tyrone Swoops, and Michael Warren. I think the, uh, the headliners there are uh, Deontay Burnett is one. You know, We talked about him having a great camp. And I think on Wednesday, Zach and I both had him on the roster, but I didn't. By by Thursday morning, I already was regretting that. And I think it's fine. Um, you know, you can make a case that he's got more upside than than Greg Ward, um, but I think you're probably fine slipping him through waivers. I think there's a good chance he makes it through. And if not, you know, you're there, I don't think Howie's going to be losing sleep over it. Uh, Graylin Arnold was a possibility for the roster. Uh, he had that big bonus. And uh, I know that there are those of you following the active streak the Eagles had of the undrafted rookie who had the highest bonus post-draft making the roster. I think it was three years running. But with Arnold and Luke Jariga both cut, that streak has come to an end. So uh, pour one out for that. And then uh, the other headliner, I think, is uh, Holyfield and Killens both cut means they're going to keep three running backs. I think that uh, is what was going I I never expected they were going to keep four. Uh, if I'm going to go, uh, you know, national reporter, not a surprise flex on you. But uh, given what they had, I, I think there's no reason to keep a fourth running back, especially with the flexibility of bringing guys up from the practice squad and, you know, not really being concerned about Miles Sanders injury. OK, I have some follow ups here. So, you know, you tried to this is not a surprise. You said you and Zach both had Burnett on your 53. Not true. You did. And he did not So, you know, okay. he's already well, we just he, posted our active our, our final ones. With, oh, I mean, obviously. Oh, oh, so this one like two days ago doesn't count. Yeah, doesn't count. Oh, oh my gosh. All right. Well, two days ago you had Burnett and you just said Howie Roseman's not going to lose any sleep. So you think I had not written your articles. But now now this is coming back to burn you. You That's literally true. wrote for Deontay <laughs> Burnett. In a one-sentence recap of his camp, costing Howie Roseman. <laughs> well, that's funny. That tells you, you had... that that I just don't have a lot of things to say. I <laughs> just am reusing the same things over and over again in one way or another. You had Burnett as your th- you had the third best camp of any Eagle or well, gained the most. In... Okay, yeah, yeah you guys really that. liked him relative okay. to expectations. Um, he was very good. I also think that there is a. Um, I tweeted this yesterday. I think there is a like very minor incentive to releasing guys yesterday because uh, by releasing them ahead of the, the other releases, you're sending a signal to other teams that these were the easier cuts to make and that they're less worthy of a roster claim. Um, you know, we're that talking is, about like, I mean, really, tiny you're little giving inches. Howie Roseman a little bit too much credit there. You think well, he's taking the next level on that? Um, I don't know. I think he's probably thinking those things through. Um, so and we've, because we've talked about, I mean, I, I think the, like the, uh, the cloud over all of the roster cuts this year that changes everything a little bit is having no preseason. Uh, other teams are going off of either, you know, reports from jabronis like us or, you know, their college reports that they had on guys coming out or in a case like De- Deontay Burnett, you know, he did get to play a little bit last year. So it's possible that, that he would be on teams radars, but, um, I think that, the, the decisions they're making at the very back end of the roster, those like last three or four spots are about who can we keep in the building and not get claimed. So like if two guys are equal, but one of them is maybe a little bit better, but more unlikely to get claimed on waivers, I think you, you cut him, keep him on practice squad, you keep everybody in the building. So how many 
roster spots do they have left to go? How many people did they cut? How many are left to go by Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern? So they are at 65 on the roster now, 66 if you include Alshon Jeffrey. So uh, Alshon Jeffrey is the one of the big decisions they have to make. And the decision is, do you activate him from PUP, which means burning a roster spot on him, and he can practice whenever he's ready. And uh, as Jimmy Kemsky reported yesterday, you cannot activate from PUP and then put him on injured reserve, this the short-term injured reserve, unless he suffers a new injury. So uh, the decision is basically uh, save the roster spot, put him on PUP, which doesn't just mean, as Zach pointed out in our article today, it doesn't just mean he can't play until week 17, or, or week 7 rather. He can't practice until week 7. So that is a bit of a, a significant thing. Now, you know, we've talked to Coach Flynn about the, uh, you know, the fickle injury mistress of the Liz Frank is uh, not very easy to overcome. And Doug Peterson basically said, you know, Alshon is not going to play in September. So you're talking about like a two to three week window. Is it worth burning the roster spot on him or is it worth finding out if he can practice by, you know, early October and hopefully you can get him back sooner? Zach, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Loud and clear. Sounding good. Looking great. Sounding great. Love it. A little different angle here, but we're we're, we're getting at it. Oh, really? I I think it looks great. You got a nice backdrop. Yeah, everything's good. I was getting nervous, Zach. I'm glad you're back. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, What was I ripped on during my time away? No, so we had a couple questions for you. I had to be the newsman. Yeah, I I lost the audio here. Hold on. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. You can't hear us? Can you hear us? Wow. I can't hear you guys. We flipped oh, it. Oh, no. Okay. That's okay. All right. <laughs> so, that's just a, talk. Uh, we'll just... <laughs> so, so, Bo, I wanted to ask. Uh, so, so there's like some really like nerdy sort of roster details yes. in this. And I feel like we need to very simply explain what these things are because it is different this year. Yes. But it is going to be a factor. Like when you hear guys getting uh, released this weekend or practice squad, it's all different this year. So let's start with PUP because that's, you know, you mentioned with Alshon, uh, Alshon Jeffrey is the most likely candidate for PUP. Is there anyone else who, who could be on PUP? Well, it's, you can't put someone on PUP. You can only, they have to have already started camp on PUP. So the only two right. guys who are on PUP for the Eagles are Alshon and Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks, who tore his Achilles in right. May and is like holding out hope that he could be ready for the end of the season. Yeah. So he will stay on PUP, no doubt. Alshon is the tough decision. Okay, so as you outlined, just making it clear for everyone, if Alshon Jeffrey stays on PUP, he cannot practice or play for the first six weeks of the season, right. and then they have a, a three-week window, right? Correct. He can be, yeah, starting in week seven, he can practice, and then they have a three a 21-day window. Although I think the rules are they, he can start practicing as early as week seven. They can wait longer if they need to. Right. But right. once he starts practicing, there's a 21-day window to activate it. Okay, so if you don't think Alshon Jeffrey has much of a chance to help your team for the first six weeks of the season, that's an easy decision. If you're more unsure and you think this could be a guy who comes back uh, early October, whatever the case may be, and he could help us and we don't love our wide receiver situation, then you place him on the active roster. He uses up a roster spot, but he's probably he's not going to start the season. So uh, it's up in the air. You know what you said? I feel like the most likely scenario is PUP. Do you guys disagree? Zach, are you there? Yes, I am. So All right. this is uh, this is something that, and, and Bo can tell you, and if, if you saw yes. our 
our text <laughs> messages. Uh, I don't want to use the expression keeps me up at night, but literally was in bed last night. Yes. Like, going oh, back God. and forth on this. Um, I'm I, so we we find out the thing from Jimmy that you can't come off PUP and go on IR. I text that to Zach at like 11 p.m. last night because he had he had Alshon Flex. being activated and then on IR. He's he's hemming and hawing, hemming and hawing. At about midnight, he decides he's gonna he's gonna uh, keep Alshon on PUP, not activate him. And I wake up to a text message this morning at like 6:45. Like I I texted Pete and and flipped it this morning. I, I have to do it. <laughs> yes. So my logic here is not necessarily based on when he can play, but when he can practice. Uh, for the reasons you guys outlined just now, he wouldn't be able to run with the team essentially un until week seven, which is a short week. It's a Thursday night game against the Giants. Uh, so if if you put him on the 53, even if let's say he can't play until October, what you're allowing him to do is practice sooner, be with the team sooner on the field. Uh, and then if, if he's able to return earlier, there it, 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 uh, it, you have that option. I just think there's more optionality with it. And the other thing I'll say is, is that because of the rules where you're able to, to promote practice squad players to, uh, uh, to practice squad players before the game, then if you're at a position, let's say safety this week, where you want an extra body from the practice squad, you're able to do it. So I, I think the optionality with Alshon Jeffrey on the 53 is is a path I would go. Then again, I didn't have Craig James, so who knows? Okay, hold on. Let let let's clarify the practice squad rules. I know some people well, might be we... bored, but you're but it, but it is confusing. So I feel like we because because Zach just mentioned the practice right. squad. Just on Alshon the, quickly. Just just yeah. on Alshon quickly. The counterpoint I think is I don't think there's a big difference between being able to practice with the team and, you know, letting him just run on the side, he can still, you know, watch practice. So it really comes down to how far away he is, because if he's going to be ready by, say, they think by week seven or eight, you know, he can be running on land uh, and, you know, getting the work in. It's not like he's if he's if he can't play anyway, it's not like he's going to be practicing that much. And Go. that goes back to Doug Peterson's anecdote during the Super Bowl year where he was, Doug, when did you feel like you guys were going to have a good week? Well, you know, Alshon came out and was trying in practice and like <laughs> had some enthusiasm. I felt like our offense was in good shape. So he came out and said that this is not somebody who sort of uh, embraces practice. This isn't a guy who's working with a new quarterback. So I would kind of agree with that. If he's just rehabbing, conditioning, doing those types of things, I don't know that this is a guy that you're all that worried about his timing with, uh, you know, uh, not to say that they're, you know, relationship on the field has been uh, great and that they have great timing, but I don't know that practices are really going to help that. Okay. By so the way, I, I, yeah. I, I just want to add this, this, this real quick aside. And I, I obviously missed the end of this, of the discussion on, on the draft, but what I should have done is I should have gone Alshon over Deontay Burnett. Uh, and then I, I would have had, you know, a few more weeks of a better wide receiver. Maybe true. Could have done that. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> so practice squad? Practice squads. All right. So you get 16 practice squad spots. If I screw up, any of this up. Up from 10 last year. Up from 10. It was already going to be 12, right? But they make it 16. This can include up to six veteran players with no limit. So normally you have all these qualifiers about what can make up a practice squad player. You can use six of those spots on anybody now. It still means that if you put a guy on a practice squad, another team can sign him. 
that that part does not change at all. So anyone sort of. is eligible. Sort of. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Every week, each team yes. from Tuesday to Sunday can protect four players who cannot be signed. Now they could still be signed the Monday after, so it's not like you have uh, full protection. But that is true. You get to designate four guys a week. Correct. So, uh, but I uh, the the on the veterans. The big difference this year, and I mean, we're getting into the nittiest of the gritty, so for the diehards, uh, the big difference this year is, per the new CBA, you cannot pay veterans on your practice squad more money. Like, you cannot you cannot uh, incentivize them to stay on your practice squad by paying them a weekly game check. Every veteran on the practice squad makes the veteran minimum. I think it's $10,000 a week. Uh, so that sort of uh avoids the chicanery you might have of if you want to put like a you know a Vinnie curry on the practice squad or something like that and then zach fill us in on the practice squad players being promoted on game day from 53 to 50 so typically as 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 we all know there's a 53 men roster this year there's a fifth in and and i believe going forward not just this year there's a 55 man roster but it's, it's not as if you keep 55 players starting this Saturday. You're allowed to promote two players from your, your practice squad before the game. And then I believe you're allowed to put them back on the practice squad without them going through waivers. Is that correct, Bo? I think that's right. But yes. I also believe you can only use that provision with a single player twice. That's correct. Yes, that's correct as well. Uh, but... The, so it's the, not like you can just have some guy who's like really on the roster or not. And of course, you also don't have to do that. The um, point of that being, so let's say the Eagles have three running backs on their roster, and they go into a week, and Miles Sanders is is questionable or Boston Scott's questionable. Instead of of having to have a fourth running back all week, and that guy maybe not even playing in the game because Sanders is okay or Scott's okay. What you can do is you can wait until Friday, see how they're doing, then promote a guy from the practice squad without cutting somebody else. Uh, and, and so there's a lot of situations where you'll see a player's questionable, the, the team needs to make a move Saturday. This will allow teams to make that type of move without cutting somebody. There you go. It's all very boring. Uh, it's probably better for it to read out in sort of bullet points where uh, actually Matt Barrows, our 49ers writer, had a post up recently where it's very easy to read and look at. But it is important if we're looking at sort of roster construction here. Zach, you and missed Zach the con- and I have a post up uh, this morning that is not very easy to read. But that addresses oh, well, the stuff. That's yeah. not true. You should, I mean, you, you, no, it's you more conversation. That's, that's not it's a not way to sell points. the piece. You know, it's not. It's not. Uh, <laughs> you should have just copied and pasted from Matt Barrow's piece. Then I could. Well, we like you know. to be conversational. We like to. You Let's, know, we, we like to make it hard for the. Let's reader. sell the piece. Please read our story. It's not easy to read. Like, <laughs> subscribe to the Athletic at forty percent off. At uh, no, I, I think it's a friends. piece our, our listeners would enjoy. No, Zach, you missed our. We got into the roster cuts. We don't have to go over all of okay. them. Was there anything uh, in those roster cuts that they already made that surprised you, or did you have any uh, big takeaways from those moves? Yeah, so I I don't know if, if this is something you guys discussed or, or not, but but my theory on the timing of the moves is that something you guys discussed? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. I, that, that I talked about the incentive and Shield poo pooed it. Bo okay. had a crazy theory. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but. Like, for instance, a player like Graylin Arnold, who I thought they might have on the 53-man roster uh, for, for, for safety depth, um, they would be able, if, if he's not claimed today, they'd be able to sign him Sunday and, and not 
focus so much on if he's if he's going to get claimed. They would know that. But my takeaways with the moves, if I I would say, is if you take them at face value, the Eagles are leaning into how a player can help them immediately and are less focused on kind of the long-term potential. Uh, and in a season like this where, and it, I, I sound like Jim Schwartz here, but if you're on the 53, they're going to expect you to play. Um, I I just think that that's probably the path they're, they're going. So when you look at practice performance, I think that might matter in the, in the sense that they, they want guys who are able to contribute week one. There's not and the and special teams is also a big part of that, exactly. which this morning the Eagles uh, restructured, according to Tom Palacero, Craig James's contract uh, to basically get him on the roster. Uh, and it's actually a pretty sizable Legit contract. Legit contract, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like a, like... I guess we'll wait and see what the guarantees are. Uh, but yeah. it seems like it's a pretty real contract for a guy who, I mean, we've talked about all summer long, has been uh, a core specialist, starting gunner. Uh, you know, and it, and so that makes you think that maybe that stuff does matter. What we saw in practice from the specialists, which would make you think that Rudy Ford is probably going to make the team. Uh, Marcus Epps, who took Will Parks's spot uh, in practice the other day, might make the team, and maybe Noah Tangiai as well. Maybe they will keep three tight ends. But again, all of these guys on the end, Will Parks is probably going to go on short-term IR on Sunday. They could do it with Jalen Rager. Uh, there's a couple other guys they could do it with, so they're going to probably open up a couple spots starting Sunday. Speaking of Jalen Rager, fantasy football draft season is upon us due to quarantine. It's very possible that you might have Ezekiel Elliott's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is uh, as good and safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology. Your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and also has an LED light on it. Game changer. They just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. It's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute besties with Manscaped. And right now, the perfect package 3.0 comes with the new and improved lawnmower performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. Again, that's get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. And once you do that, you probably have a, f- a few extra dollars. Well, let me tell you, with football around the corner, there is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving all users a no-brainer to start the season. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Have you ever heard of a football team losing by 100 points? Well, for week one, DraftKings is ensuring that even if Kansas City were to lose in historic fashion, you would still cash your bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has moved the spread to Kansas City plus 
101 points for all users. That wasn't even in Shio Kapadia's best bets this week. So even if Kansas City loses by 100 points, you still win big with DraftKings Sportsbook. That's a no-brainer. On top of that amazing offer, DraftKings is giving away up to $100 million. I read that right, $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. Download the the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TOSS to to, to take advantage of this no-brainer of an offer. That's promo code TOSS to get in on all the action for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, Zach, uh, I was told to write a couple questions down to remind uh, us of that our listeners had or our, our viewers had on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to know, first of all, are we post-bike ride or did you uh, postpone it this morning? I uh, did not go this morning. I had to go get tested. Um, I, I'm, I'm tested daily and uh, the kids hit school, so there was uh, uh, just a little time crunch this morning. So look forward maybe, um, well, hopefully tomorrow morning. Oh, well, no, no, no afternoon possibility. It, it, I, on, the, I, day, the day is young. I have a lot of work uh, this afternoon before mm. cut down day. So okay. uh, we'll right. see. Eh, don't, Just don't deciding do, whether don't or not you want to neglect your physical fitness. That's you know, got to make it a priority. My wife tells what's, me what's what's the work hemming and hawing about Alshon Jeffrey some more. <laughs> no, I if 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 you. I mean, I'm not. I, I make fun Bo's of you, but like... I was I was up I was up for like an extra hour and a half just deciding on the end of my roster at, at midnight last night. So uh, I can't really. Bo is so confused. He's like, my afternoon's free. You know, I'm gonna get. Go. Um, <laughs> I got. No, I we got have some exciting stuff coming up uh, on on the athletic in the in the next few days. In addition to everything, Howie Roseman's gonna say when they make the roster cut Saturday. You can find you'll find a player by player guide of of who's on the fifty three, what their role is on the team, where they fit on the on the projected depth chart. Uh, we're gonna have uh, all all three of us. I and if Marissa wants to get in in, in two, perhaps she can on the uh, on the, on the athletic uh, our our over unders for the season. If you should place that bet, we have some homemade over unders for the season. So. Uh, some 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 stats, some some made up stats. Will Miles Sanders get over this amount of total yards? Anyways, that's all stuff that uh, is on my to do list for the next twenty four. You know what I was thinking uh, we should do? Go ahead, chill. I was just gonna say say I can see like Marissa's like wheels turning. Like, all right, I definitely don't want to do that. What what what's a nice way to say this? I feel bad. It's like it's like have you ever been part of a group where like the other three go out somewhere afterwards and, and, and my invitation? So I'm like, I, I want to get more into that. What yeah. Do you, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I was thinking we should do we should do something. Um, where it's like a it's a season prediction contest for the listeners and they have to give like uh you know five or ten bucks to to a charity of our choice and then you know they get something with a winner we'll, we'll work on that all you yeah let's make that an i will work on that uh type situation and sure. uh, we, we have we'll one tweet week it. We'll, yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll, zach, we'll retweet it zach the other question you uh you sort of teased it they people are a little bit worried about your health they want to know uh, how things are going I'm doing well. I, I hope I sound better than I did the other day. For full disclosure, yeah, I, I had a, 
a little bit of a cold, nothing like crazy, just a seasonal cold and, and was, was out of my system in like 24 hours. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know if, if, if this is something that, that should be discussed, but <laughs> whatever I, I started it. So I'll bring it up. Um, you know, I'm getting tested daily. I think this is, I think if you are but willing to talk about it, I think this is an interesting behind the scenes about what is going on in yeah, the, the so, healthcare complex. And, and so this is a credit to the NFL, to the Eagles. But um, so when, when players were, were missing a, a training camp practice because of illness and there's this, this alarm sounding, how many players are, are, are missing because of illness. Uh, I'll give a little behind the scenes here. Uh, you, you get a text message each, each morning it was like 5.15 a.m. where it, it came this morning. And it's a, it's a questionnaire of your health. And you're you're running down. And some of them, like, have you flown a commercial aircraft in the past however many days? Uh, or uh, or have you been out of the country? Whatever. I, I, I might be getting that one wrong. But, but one of them is, do you have any of these symptoms? And uh, one of the symptoms was a runny nose. And so I clicked yes. Uh, and I, I submit my thing, uh, you know, I, I submit my questionnaire and I, I wasn't allowed at the team facility for, uh, the next, well, uh, until I, I had two confirmed negative tests and for full disclosure here, I have been getting tested now for, you know, three plus weeks, four weeks. And I, every test has, 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 has been negative, but I, I couldn't go to the team facility until, uh, those tests were cleared. So. Uh, I bring that up not like to be talking about me, but I bring that up because I do think it's insightful about what's going on with the NFL that that they are very vigilant in in terms of any type of symptom, and it also gives insight into, into when the players miss practice because of illness. Like we said, it could be a whole host of symptoms, and one of them, of course, is a runny nose. And Emily That's a was nice gi- Emily was giving you uh, giving you some guff for uh, being honest on the question. We don't have to share that on the podcast. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) If there's anyone I would trust to fill out that questionnaire, 100% honestly. That's exactly what I said. It it would be uh, Zach, but it is is nice. You know, a lot of people, I think, over the last six months, you, you have a little cough. You don't feel quite yourself and like the, the wheel starts spinning. So there is a, you know, a nice sort of uh, benefit to being tested that much. So. Uh, Zach, yeah, I mean, Zach might have to do a podcast where he just answers listeners questions, <laughs> both. They have no interest. They like I'm scrolling through here. Nor no questions for any of us. Uh, so, so Zach, uh, kill a cow wants to know how much Bill Simmons pays you under the table for that uh, ringer endorsement. And is it more or less than your money from big coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, I enjoy the ringer, but no, I, I'm a loyal, uh, athletic guy. I, I think the number one site is the athletic best football podcast. It's the, the number one site, the athletic football podcast. Uh, it, I wait, that's that. the number one podcast. No, they, well, we're talking about like a, a morning, uh, a daily football podcast. I was simply promoting our, we can go daily. <laughs> I, I wasn't comparing our, All right, I, I'm going to move us on here. Uh, uh, somebody thought that I would more likely be the wide receiver DB in the steady quarterback. See, the problem with me was that like, I was never big enough where he thought, you know, I'd be like a, you know, a power forward or someone, but I was also very slow. So like when you're doing, you know, those, uh, I don't know what the, what's the correct term for this. This is, it's not politically correct to say what we call them, but the running things where you run to a certain marker, run back, run to the next marker. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Right? Feel the carrier? Uh, uh is that what you're no. About? 
No. Okay. It's it's it, they were called suicides when I was a kid. That's oh, I, I, okay. I I would not oh, I would yeah, not yeah. think anyone called. But it was always no. me I don't and know what sort they of. Call them yeah, it was always me and like the heavy set kids uh, bringing in the rear. So I was very deceptive in in many ways. None uh, that were very good. All right, let's see what else we got here. Game theory is all that matters in post games. Says the truth. I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's true. It's you yeah. have to sort of abandon like you you start out with prep, but it's all about changing to how Bo's going to try to screw you. So and, and yeah. that's what I I, I said <laughs> in our write up is that I was a plot like I was going based on my board, which was put together. I think logically and rationally, I wasn't playing against my <laughs> opponent, which uh, was like Zach. First of all, as as Shield pointed out, you did say the first like six picks went exactly chalk as you expected. <laughs> but more importantly, you've been on the show for a year now. You should you should have known that how things were gonna go. It can't be a surprise to you every time. <laughs> well, it's, it's been twice here, but that's a valid point. Uh, somebody else thought that Zach got muted as a uh, as a penalty for losing the draft hmm. there. So <laughs> maybe so. Uh, and uh, somebody, Marissa sent me, somebody wants to know, uh, will these technical issues bother Zach as much as sleeping through the Doug news? Well, mm-hmm. I, I am curious how this is going to translate to the <laughs> podcast. Like if, if my father-in-law listens to this podcast uh, later Flex. today, will, will he hear like all the... Um, all, I'm going to the- have to do some editing. Um, no editing though, right? Yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we kept going. It's perfectly fine. Okay. Uh, now, now I will say there were some readers and listeners who thought that Zach's team was better, legitimately. Thank you. you. Know, we yeah, we have. <laughs> this is the most thought, happy Zach Smith well, all I literally I received texts uh, saying like like I just want to tell you your team would have won, and I I appreciate that. Well, it's funny because you were so much lower on your team than you were in the Lurry draft. And I think this was much closer than the Lurry. Like the Lurry draft, your team was easily third. Well, that's, no chance of that's winning. Not true, but I think this one, like you could make a, a little bit more of an argument. I think in 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 both these cases, the Lurry draft and 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 this one, one of the things I did wrong is I did not build the team for the judges. Okay, you built the team knowing Shield was <laughs> was judging us before, like when we were saying, trying to win. Shield has. Yeah, she has has one year of Bud Carson, one year of of uh, To. All right, listen, I'm not Matt Millen here. Leave me, leave me out of this. I wasn't part of. Zach, I do think I do have this sincere tip for you, Zach. So in these games, you are very like honest and open. Like what's going on in your head comes out, and so you start saying like, "Oh my gosh, I can't look at this group. It stinks." And then you could tell minutes later that you're like, "Wait a minute, I gotta like." back my team and so then minutes later you'll be like my defensive line is gonna crush you <laughs> but you, you gotta stick with that the whole time like i yeah, feel no. like you, if if you're just like oh i knew you were gonna do that so what this is gonna happen that would also uh weigh in your favor in public opinion like people have have joked with me that that i would be a joy to cover as as like a coach or a gm That's because true. like i i would give like an honest opinion of how i'm doing on something like you know i really screwed up that 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 sydney jones pick back in 2017 you know i this is what i was thinking this is why i did it but clearly i'm wrong because of this like that's i don't think that's the method that that coaches and gms take if you want to know how good if you want to know how good marissa is she just drops into slack uh, the Dave Zangaro report that the Eagles have released T.Y. McGill. Hmm. And I also saw another guy, Trevor Williams, I believe, was also okay. released. Yeah, those guys both had no chance. Okay. Uh, Gene says everyone is acting like they're working today while secretly watching this. Uh, I think that's great. 
Uh, yeah, live BWF is the new March Madness. Oh, I kind of mm, like that. You, we miss March Madness. Uh, all right, I'll I'll go through these. But do you want to set up the next segment here? Yeah. Well, let's well let's just finish going through the the roster um, and the tough decisions that need to be made. Um, and I guess the easiest way to do it is is position by position. Um, Zach, quarterback, and I think and I think running back are pretty straightforward. Correct. Uh, the three cor- the three quarterbacks and the three running backs, Sanders. Scott and Clement, and then you probably have one or two guys on the practice squad. It's and we should possible. add that the moves yesterday probably said there isn't really concern about Miles Sanders' health at this point. Correct. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it's impossible that they add a veteran off waivers, but uh, I think they're fine with that group to start the season. Well, well hold on. That's what I was going to ask. So so if you had a, uh, a, a water gun to your midsection, you're saying that these three Ooh, running backs— shot. Oof. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you don't want to get it like, you know, in your eye. I don't know if you're wearing sunglasses or something. That could be a little uncomfortable. Uh, you think that these three running backs, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Corey Clement, are the three running backs active on week one? Yes. Or yes. No? yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. All right. Sure and that. and while we're at this here, just, just a real quick thing, because uh, the Eagles play Washington week one this morning. Washington releases Adrian Peterson. Uh, which which means that their top running and 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 Bulls are uh, I'm sorry Shields are our national reporter so I don't want to step on his toes but <laughs> Antonio Gibson, uh, J.D. McKissick, Bryce Love, and Peyton Barber are the four running backs on their roster. But wow, all, you got like, all four of those. Wow. It sounds like Antonio Gibson is the player to really watch if you're already thinking about Week One. Got him for one dollar in both of my auctions. It'd be really there great if I like froze Zach out now because I was so upset that he broke the. <laughs> I just don't want to step broke that <laughs> Washington news. Uh, yeah, Washington's in a weird spot because you always wonder whether sort of the front office and coaching staff are looking at a team the same way. And so if you're looking at this season objectively for them, it's find out what you have in Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. You know, develop those young players on the defensive line, and then that will position you to make decisions in 2021. Like, they're, they're not in position to succeed uh, this year. They probably won't be in position to succeed as long as Daniel Snyder's the owner, but I guess you can't really look at it that way. And so it might not if be you for look, much longer. Yeah, and so if you look at it and say Antonio Gibson has shown us enough, let's really see what he's like as a running back. It's still surprising, though, because like they're, they're not loaded at running back. Peyton Barber, statistically, was one of the worst running backs in the league last year. J.D. McKissick is like a third down uh, scat back type guy. So, I, you know, I, I feel like you well, really could have gone. Right. Yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe Bryce Love is looking healthy. And yeah, you're, you're probably right. You know, Antonio Gibson and Bryce Love, see what you've got there and then make a decision sort of on the roster uh, at the end of the year. I think Adrian Peterson, he actually was not terrible last year. No, I no. mean, really, if you I test looking at it uh, statistically, all those things, it, it was kind of shocking that he was probably, you know, around like the 20 between like the 20th and 30th best running back. So you could get kind of mediocre running back play from him. My question with him, and we saw that when he went to New Orleans, like, I mean, he wants to play. He wants a role. What team is right now saying, Adrian Peterson, get in here. You're going to have 12 to 15 carries a game. I mean, I can't find one out there. So I almost wonder if he'll wait a little bit, wait for somebody to get injured, and Mm -hmm. then maybe he can find that role. Well, uh, that was a good part of your podcast appearance on the Athletic Football Podcast. I thought the discussion about Washington and what they should do this year 
with Robert Mays, and I have to begrudgingly say that it was a it was a good listen. I mean, mm, how jealousy. I, like I mean, know. how did how did it feel? I mean, I I would assume this is as close to you know like seeing with your wife having dinner with like another man or something. I mean, I'm on another well, podcast. T- yeah, you're you listening about it. to it. I mean, my gosh, you're like a, a glutton for uh, I don't even know. I am. Well, you talked about it. Uh, you know, when we started, everybody hits, and you know that fling, unfortunately. <laughs> fizzled out so you know i'm sort of hoping the same thing will happen for you but uh (laughs) other listeners if they want to can listen to uh the athletic football podcast and there's uh you know there's other good stuff to listen to this is the athletic football show i think every football season is a big challenge in one way or another introducing the athletic football show an all-new podcast with me robert mays and a team of world-class nfl writers and analysts We'll feature expert guests and our plugged-in beat writers from around the league. What Patrick Mahomes did in the last nine minutes is just absurd. You can subscribe now to The Athletic Football Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast provider of your choice. And stay with us all season long as The Athletic brings you what matters most in today's NFL. It's a good promo, although I do feel like they missed the opportunity for our favorite line of a coach saying, there's two opponents this year. You got the opponent on the field. COVID nineteen. I yeah, I don't like lead, I don't like leading with Brady there, but you know, it's not my. Who decision. was that? Tom? That was Tom Brady. I think so. The first that oh. first that first clip. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, that's uh, a good. Uh, I have got good. Uh, uh, what did we call it last year? The uh, naming the voices. I don't know. Name that, that loon. Name no that one. loon. Of okay. Course. Uh, okay. All right. So we talked about quarterback, running back. Those are pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight end. The only question is, do they keep? Noah Tangiai as the third tight end right away, or do they wait until uh, Sunday or Monday and they open, open open up a spot and put him on? We both, I believe, Zach, have Tangiai on, although I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it either this year. Uh, it, it, it was hard to gauge the roster this year, but um, I just think that he's 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 going to be on the team at the end of the weekend. So, or I should say, going into the Washington game. So I'm I just put him on the roster now. That um, seems like a spot they could definitely see who gets released and add sure. somebody, right? Yes, I think that's right. Uh, wide receiver, we already <clears throat> talked about. Uh, yep. the, the decision is really Alshon, and with Burnett already cut, it's really are they going to keep six or seven? I guess you could make a case that they could cut uh, Quez Watkins or Greg Ward, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think it's okay. going to happen either. Okay. Offensive line, I think you've got uh, seven locks, like locked in, the, the starting five. Jack Driscoll and Nate Herbig, and then the question is, do they keep eight or nine? And I think Mylata is probably on, which makes eight. And then the question is, do they also keep Prince Tegawinogo? Uh, I have him off. You have him on, Zach. And I think this is the other spot where there's a good chance the Eagles maybe add somebody um, at, at the over the course of this weekend, some kind of veteran swing tackle. Yeah, two things to add here. First off, uh, one extra offensive lineman is going to be active on game days this year. So you have 48 players and not 46 players active on, on, on game days. But among those two extras, one needs to be an, an, an offensive lineman. So the Eagles, who typically keep seven offensive linemen active on game days, will now have eight offensive linemen active on game days at, uh, at least. Uh, the other thing I, I would add is that if you're looking for a potential trade option for the Eagles, I would watch uh, an offensive tackle or even offensive guard, um, but I would lean more toward tackle somewhere else that uh, that that could be an, an option for that veteran player. 
that that Bo mentioned, or a, at least an upside player with some experience. And one team to watch is Carolina. And the reason I say that is because Joe Person, our Panthers writer, had a report earlier this week that they're calling around about cornerback help. And cornerback is a position where the Eagles, at least in theory, have some depth to trade. So I don't know if a Dennis Daly is available. I don't know if a Greg Little's available, but it is just something. And those to are monitor. real players, right? Well, Greg Little is a, that, that's an interesting name. So he was what a second round pick, I believe, by the uh, by the Panthers, but has not had a good start at all to his uh, career. They made a train trade for Russell Okung, and they have a Taylor Moton. So uh, at first, I was gonna say. Uh, that might be tough to make a trade with them because they don't have it. I mean, their offensive line is not good, but if the new coaching staff has sort of gotten in there and said, this guy has no future here, uh, that is a young left tackle who, if you liked him in the draft is an interesting name. So good, good job by a, uh, Maybe what should be national reporter Zach Berman. No, no, no. And that's, well, good. You're, that's you're doing a good job just rattling off the other backups, too. Do you got like, do you yeah, have, like, I mean, Dennis Daly, like, really, what's, what's the it? matter with you? No, he was a six uh, round pick out of South Carolina last year. <laughs> oh, flex. All right. Yeah. I remember him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, okay. Well, we can talk about corners now because, um, you know, you looked at, uh, there's, a, there's a piece on The Athletic today. Matt Barrows, uh, who covers the Niners, had everybody uh, around, the, around the league talk about the teams uh, and their their gluts and their needs. And it's interesting because there are a lot of teams who the thing that they need that they want to trade for is corners. Mm -hmm. And the Eagles have corners to trade. Uh, with Craig James already on the roster, I think there's uh, an expectation that they should be able to trade either Sidney Jones or Rasul Douglas or both of them. And Michael Jaquette has not been – uh, it was interesting that he was not released yesterday. He would have fit with the guys who were released yesterday. So I think there's a possibility they trade both and end up keeping Jaquette um, and his long arms. But uh, who do you think is likelier to be traded, Sidney Jones or Russell Douglas? And I asked Zach uh, on the piece this morning, Shield, over under 0.5 trades for Howie over the next 48 hours. What do you think? Uh, I think over for sure. I think they, you know, we just mentioned some spots where they could be interested in people who get released, but it could also be a situation where you send a conditional sixth, a conditional seventh for somebody you like. Uh, I would not, maybe this is crazy. I would not give Rasul Douglas away. I mean, I, I feel like he gives you a certain uh, floor at cornerback if your other options go toughness. Comple yeah, completely haywire and you're like, we need someone out there who can sort of give us you know, below average to mediocre cornerback play, but is not a complete train wreck. And I don't, I don't think he has been. I agree and with then that. I'm, I mean, I will keep pushing for if safety doesn't work out. I mean, you know, if Jalen Mills goes down in week one, maybe you call in a, a Kayvon Wallace or um, Epps, but I don't know. I'm still pushing towards, I don't understand why they're not looking at him there. Now, if I were another team, like one of these sort of Belichick tree coach type teams like you know Miami moved Eric Rowe to a safety role like if I'm a team like that in need of a safety I would give something up for Rasul Douglas like a day three pick and say let's have him come in and see how he looks in sort of a versatile uh, hybrid safety type role the the true positionless type uh, deal there so uh, I, I'm probably higher on Rasul Douglas than most uh, Sidney Jones I would pretty much give away at this point I mean I think the defensive coordinator has had it with him. He's had opportunities. You can keep waiting and waiting and waiting on his upside. I don't know that anyone's going to give you much for him, but um, 
I, I just don't see it. I mean, maybe if you were healthy, had a great camp or something, you could talk yourself into it. That hasn't been the case. It's just sort of been the same story over and over with him. I just think if uh, if he makes the team, if Sidney Jones makes the team over Rasul Douglas, I mean, Howie Roseman has control over the 53-man roster, but there is no read on it other than, you know, Howie sort of flexing his muscle and protecting that investment because at every point over the past 12 months, the coaching staff, both on defense and special teams, has chosen Rasul Douglas over Sidney Jones. Rasul Douglas was healthy this summer. Sidney Jones was not. There's really no defense for it other than we used a second-round pick on this guy. Yeah, the only thing I, I would add to that is is I, was, I wasn't even looking at it like Sidney or Rasul. I was looking at it as Sidney or Craig James. And, 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 and what I wrote was that if, if you determine that the, that the known value that Craig James is providing you is better than the relative theoretical value that Sidney Jones could provide if everything uh, gets together, then, then that's, that's the dilemma here. Clearly, they've chosen Craig James. Uh, so I, I would think that they can find a trade partner. But I, I would say Ronnie Harrison, for instance, who was a similarly hyped prospect, has, has legit starting experience. He got traded for a fifth-round pick. Okay. Right. Uh, so I don't know if, if Sidney Jones is going to command much other than another team's disappointing player. I think that's right. Um, okay, let's go to the defensive line where I think defensive tackle is set in stone. You've got your top four guys, Cox, Hargrave, Malik Jackson, and Hassan Ridgeway. Even if Javon Hargrave is not ready for week one, I don't think they need to have Anthony Rush or Raekwon Williams active with uh, the versatility they have in guys like Brandon Graham and Vinnie Curry who can play um, inside. But defensive end is very interesting. You've got uh, three guys who are locks, Graham, Sweat, and Derek Barnett. Then you've got four guys for two or three spots with Joe Osman, Jannard Avery, Sharif Miller, and Casey Tuhill. And if you were judging by who was most impressive this summer, you know it's probably Osman and Tuhill. If you're judging by who has the team invested the most in, it's the fourth-round picks for Avery and Sharif Miller. Uh, I think Sharif Miller has actually not been as bad as uh, he's been described in some places. What do we got there? Uh, okay because uh because the way that training camp is designed is not for uh you know run defending defensive ends he was impressive in the scrimmage i thought but the other little twist here and this is where i think i'm going to lose the roster prediction this year is vinnie curry i think there's a, a possibility the eagles try to do a little trick with vinnie curry where they release him on saturday knowing that he's not subject to waivers and then when spots open up on Sunday, putting guys on IR, they just re-sign him. Uh, I think they have that kind of relationship with Curry, knowing he's not going anywhere else. He doesn't want to play anywhere else. I think they have a, a level of trust after having gotten a few contracts done together. So I am predicting that, and I think that's probably where I'm going to lose the belt this year. That's a bold prediction. But anyway. Shields, Shields you uh, want to add? Uh, the, what, do you, what do you think about the way no. that uh, things things shake out at the back end of the defensive end picture with Avery, Osman, Tuhill, and Sharif? I'm, I had a hard time deciding that, so I just went with my eyes. Osman and Tuhill were better this summer, so I put Osman and Tuhill on the roster. But if it's Avery and Miller because of the investments, I can certainly understand that. Uh I've made the case before that Ostman, no one claimed him or no one signed him off the practice squad back in 2018. There hasn't been any tape on him since. 
The one variable I will point out is that Joe Douglas, from what I understand, was a big proponent of Joe Osman. And Joe Douglas mm. is now on a team, and Shield can tell me if I'm wrong here, that, that needs pass rushing help. So uh, perhaps that's that would be a team to watch if they did waive him. That's uh, that's a great point. They they have probably maybe the worst defensive talent of any team in the NFL. So if there's a guy that he even marginally liked as a rotational pass rusher, I mean, that guy might go there and play like 60% of the snaps for them. So that is a little bit of a game that they have to play. They know they have Joe Douglas's reports on Joe Osman. So if they really feel like uh, they like him and they want him uh, on their team, I think that's a, that's a great point that the Jets probably would. Um, I mean, they should be churning a lot of that roster based on who else gets released. So uh, I'm and, just going. Go ahead. I was yeah, just, gonna just say, going to say, and I think this is where I actually think that two Hill is the likeliest one to, to go unclaimed on waivers because he was a seventh round pick. And I think there was skepticism around the league of him even being able to play defensive end. Other teams had him as a three, four outside linebacker or even a four, three, uh, a four, three linebacker. So I, I don't think anyone's going to uh, look twice if the Eagles cut two Hill, whereas Osman, you know, has been hyped up at least over uh, the past few summers. Yeah, I'm going to go Osman and Sharif Miller make the team, and Tuhill does not. Yeah, I think that And what about Avery? Well, you guys have Avery on IR, right? And that would end his season, by the way, if they put right, him on if IR. if you go on IR before the Saturday cutdown, it ends your season. I mean, they yeah, could I'll, put him on and then put him on IR, but, like, we have seen absolutely nothing <laughs> out of Jannard Avery. <laughs> I don't think Jim Schwartz wants that guy in the building yeah. anymore. It, it hasn't seemed that way. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, linebacker is pretty straightforward. The only question is, do they keep Alex Singleton as a sixth linebacker? You know, given that he, uh, given that they don't play linebackers that much, it would seem silly to keep six. And the other thing that uh, I would say is that Singleton has not been a member of the first team special teams. So if he's not even doing that, I don't think they're going to keep him. I think he's an easy practice squad, gets through waivers, call him up when someone gets hurt. Agreed. Uh, we talked about corner. They could cut Craven LeBlanc. I think that's a possibility because he doesn't go through waivers and they could try to bring him back, but we don't have that. Um, and then at safety, really the question is, do they keep, uh, you know, how much does the Will Parks injury change things? Do they now keep Marcus Epps? I think they do. And then also, do they keep Rudy Ford? Uh, so that that's a hard one there. Of those two, Ford provides more known value, was a key special teams player for them, even though, as we've discussed on the pod, wasn't particularly good where, you know, he was, he was very heavily penalized. Um, Marcus Epps, uh, who had a more of a defensive role for them down the stretch last year, if they're looking for someone to fill that will or to help as a third safety, I would give Parks the edge, or I'm sorry, I would give Epps the edge. If they're looking for someone who can help more on special teams, I would give Ford the edge. I have them both on. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's turn our attention to uh, at first thrush. Our 65 final minutes in. 65 <laughs> minutes in. I'm at fault there. I apologize for the technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, I think Bo has to share some blame. Yeah, as as uh, as Casey likes to say these days, it's a little bit my fault. That's a little bit your fault. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, well, I have to, you know, we're doing a YouTube thing, so I've got to get to some of these yeah. comments. I mean, I don't mean to prolong it, but uh, Tommy Twista had a good one, said, I'm on the west coast of Canada got up early to watch Zach being uncomfortable and he's gone. So he was, you know, he, he, he was, uh, he was a little bit, uh, disappointed there. Sorry, Tommy. Someone, someone thinks Bo's hair lines up with the, the way Bo's hair lines up with the Jersey behind him makes it look, makes like, it look like 
he has a high top fro, they thought. So I don't know if anybody else uh, agrees with that. Oh, there's the Zach Ertz conversation that uh, I don't know. Why don't we have it when we talk about the tight ends in this next game? But there is a conversation and some newsiness, I guess, to uh, add there for sure. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Bo doing football news. That's a first. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Bo's got, yeah, people like that. Uh, all right, we, we can move on. I'll look for some more, but why don't we start the game? Can I give you my playground take that I uh, was texting oh you guys gosh. about? All right, sure. What 65 minutes in before we start the final segment. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we've been going to the, uh, a couple of playgrounds around Philadelphia. Everybody's very respectful. Uh, all the parents are all wearing masks. You know, the kids sort of, you know, don't go too close to each other. And this has now happened three times where uh, a, a parent or a, an adult makes his way to the playground. And I'm sort of looking around like, what is this guy doing? And he is looking very sketchy. And you're like, what's going on? Is, is this guy attached to a child? And then all of a sudden, this has been three different people. He gets on the monkey bars and starts doing pull-ups. And it's like, okay, I know that the gyms are closed for you, but there's a reason you're looking around like this is sketchy because this is very sketchy. And, he, and then they'll do like, he'll do like 20 pull-ups and then leave the playground. What are you doing? Freaking pervo. That's what I mean, really. What, if you're going to you do really that, are? all right. First of all, you can order. I don't know if pull-up bars are out of stock. You can literally get a pull-up bar, put it on the back of your door thing, and you can have that at home where you don't have to have this issue. Number two, that's fine. It's a public space. Like, go early in the morning. Get out there 6 a.m., you know, 5.30 yeah. a.m. Get your pull-ups in, and then get out of there before it's or prime late at night. Uh, yeah. children. I mean, if children are using the playground, <laughs> that is not the time to use pull. If you have a vacant playground and you want to get your pull-ups in, I no problem. That's fine. If there are children playing there, uh, listen, get get your get your pervy behind uh, out of there. Any t- anytime you're looking around like you think you might be doing something wrong, you're doing you're something doing wrong. You're doing something. Yeah. I'll, one exception. Uh, when you're at the like uh, CVS and you're you're opening the deodorants and smelling them to mm. see if you like the scent, like Wait, you know yeah, that you do. I've done that. Yeah. How else do you know what deodorant to buy? I mean, now I've got my you know Dove you Women's yeah. that I'm yeah. But you know, growing up, especially your uh, I don't know when do you start wearing deodorant? 13, 14, 15? Yeah, before that, like <laughs> before. Oh, that. flex from oh, GD. Okay. Early puberty. Mr. Early puberty. <laughs> wow, new nickname there. Jeez. EP so, Yeah. No, there were. De- I definitely remember. You know, you're you're trying to smell the different. I was big right guard Mm. guy early on. I think Charles Barkley did those commercials. Well, certainly, and your and your taste, uh, your smells change. Like as a kid, you want you want the big thing. Like you want like an Old Spice or something like that. You're allowed to do that. You open the top. You take a little whiff. Is this not for me? You put it back on. I think that's only acceptable. And I don't even know if it's acceptable. That's only acceptable if it's a spray. No. Oh, I don't think so. You can't. You can't open the cap of a bar. No, you don't. Sure. I assume you're not taking off that cap, right? No, no, not the the, the insert. You don't take off the insert. Yeah, no, no, yeah, not yeah. the insert. Yeah, but the, the cap itself, though. Yeah, you you can, how else off, are you gonna yeah. smell it? Yeah, you take the cap off. You leave the insert in. You take a whiff. You put it back. But you gotta have your head on a swivel. Do you wanna be the judge here? <laughs> I think I in the COVID era, the doing anything like that anymore. No, no, not the COVID era. Not the COVID era. <laughs> I don't even like to go into Walgreens or anything without oh, like gloves yeah. on, my mask, oh, yeah. full oh, long no. 
thieves. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going anywhere. But you know, <laughs> back in the day when you were allowed to go places. When things were normal. <laughs> yeah. In the olden times. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's get to at first thrush, uh, our ranking of our levels of faith in the nine different position groups. So we, we broke it up into quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line as one, defensive line as one, linebacker, cornerback, and safety as separate. Um, to me, there are like uh, there's a clear top four and a clear bottom five, but uh, we can go through this and see what you guys think. What was your number one? This is level of faith that you have in the group as presently constructed. And I was sort of thinking of it as a level of faith that it will deliver what the Eagles think it will deliver. Is that sort of how you guys thought about it too? Or uh, I, I, I can apply that logic. I, okay. I, I basically went to how much confidence do I have in this group? Okay. Compared uh, to, you know, everybody else. What'd you guys have as number one? I had defensive tackle. <laughs> okay. Well, somebody wasn't listening. Uh, we were doing the defensive <laughs> oh, 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 line oh, oh, no, as a whole. Combined defensive line together. Okay, sorry. I, I had these texts while I was driving this morning. I was not looking. <laughs> I mean, on, on DraftKings, I was like, you know, I was like minus 800 to be the one to screw this okay, up. Right. So, so, then, so then, yeah. So I, I vaguely remember, or no, not vaguely, I, I remember as I was driving this morning, I was, I was getting off at Penrose, uh, and I get, and I see this text. Are we doing it like DN, D tackle, or just D line? Yeah. I wasn't looking at my phone. So that's okay. That's good. You shouldn't do yeah, that so when then, you're driving. So then, all right. So then I will, ch- I will make tight end my number one then. That's what I had. I have as well. tight end number one as well. Uh, so Zach Ertz, there was uh, oh yes, Go there, ahead. there's there's a report I believe uh, NFL Network report. Uh, Zach, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, you may have reporting on this also that talks have broken off because uh, Zach Ertz was not or his, his representation was not sort of happy with the offer that the Eagles had on the table. Do I have that correct? Yes, uh, the broken off part. I just need to check that. Uh, but, okay. but, but that, that the offer wasn't, yeah, negotiations came to an abrupt halt. So that's correct. This is from Ian Rappaport. When the Eagles made an offer that had less guaranteed money than their offer in November, the backloaded offer also had less cash over the next four seasons annually than Austin Hooper's Browns contract. And we should and- point out that uh, a little behind the scenes here, Austin Hooper and Zach Ertz share the same agent. Correct. So, we will see what happens with the Zach Ertz contract. But, yes, I think that was an easy number one. Uh, okay. Do you guys feel uh, – we've talked about the Zach Ertz thing uh, before. But... No, I don't think – I think we just okay. – I don't think we need to get But uh, one quick question, Bo. We haven't heard from Zach Ertz since practice has started. The team in this new era determines who mm. gets to speak. Do you think there's anything to that? He is one of the team leaders. You know, like he's, he's one of the it's faces true. of the franchise. And we heard from him – the first week that the players returned and we haven't heard from him since. What do you make? Is there anything? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to know what to make of this because, you know, we get two or three guys a day and it's, it's like, it's a lot of times like just rookies or low level players. Like who's going to say yes to this, I think. And it depends on who's available. I'm sure that they have probably asked for Ertz and, you know, maybe he doesn't want to talk because he probably does know he's going to be asked about it. So maybe you're right. I mean, mean, that's my point is He's like after but, the 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 Kittle and Kelsey deals, yeah. that was clearly a question that was going to come up. Sure, because we had Goddard afterwards and asked him about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know what to make of that, just because we're not getting much anyway. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. 
Um, okay, I have um, I have quarterback number two. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Zach, what do you got? Uh, with my adjusted rankings, I will go defensive line number two. I also had defensive line number two, and maybe I was swayed by Bo uh, writing that Malik Jackson. I was surprised at that, Bo. You had Malik Jackson as the biggest winner for the Eagles in training camp. Great piece, yeah. by the way, Bo. Oh, thanks. Um, which you can read on The Athletic. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was dominant every day uh, wow. to the level that he was, like, ruining drills. and But also the reason he had that number one spot was because it was also combined with Javon Hargrave not practicing means that Malik Jackson's going to be playing a lot early. Um, and he's not going to be in sort of a where-can-I-find-my-snaps kind of role. I think he's going to be – like, I think he's going to start week one. Yeah, so the way I looked at this was – do I feel more confident that the Eagles are going to have like a, you know, I don't know, you can say top five, top 10 uh, defensive line or a top five, top 10 quarterback situation, all things included, you know, injuries, the whole unit type thing. And I feel better about the defensive line. I mean, if you get Fletcher Cox playing better than he did last year, which I, I think he's definitely going to play better. I don't know if he's going to hit that. Like 2018, he was unbelievable. If he hits that level, yeah. then you really have something. But if he even if he hits something in between last year and 2018, that's great. Uh, you signed Hargrave. You have Malik Jackson back healthy. Josh Sweat another year should be better. And so I think you have a lot of options there where if one thing doesn't go right, if one guy gets injured, you still have something uh, elsewhere. And so uh, I feel better. And that's also sort of a, you know, independent of what other teams do. Obviously you want the secondary to play well, but like for Carson Wentz to be a top five quarterbacks, there are a top five quarterback, multiple things have to go well. So that's why I had D line uh, at number two. I think that's, I think that's defensible and uh, maybe even the right answer uh, because you're also worried about, you know, Wentz getting hurt always, uh, but I think because they have a pretty good room as a whole, uh, I think they're I think they're going to get what they want out of quarterback, no matter what happens. Whereas, you know, if if Hargrave never really gets it together, Malik Jackson's old. Maybe training camp was a mirage. Derek Barnett doesn't turn it on. Uh, the edge, you know, Josh Sweat, his summer was a mirage too. If it's a, uh, you hey know, now, if it's a. Out. If it's like the 12th best <laughs> defensive line, that's not good enough compared to their expectations, I think. Okay. Uh, but I did have defensive line number three. Would you have three, Zach? I quarterback three. I, I, I put three or four for two of these. So why don't I go with the other one for okay. sake of discussion? Uh, I put running back number yeah. three. Interesting. Now, that's, that's what I had as well. Obviously, you need Miles Sanders to be healthy, but if he is healthy – I mean, I think he's definitely capable of producing a top five uh, running back season here. We'll have some of those in, in Zach's over-unders next week. But, uh, I mean, you really could go either way there. Uh, like I said, I was split between quarterback or running back. But, uh, Zach, did you have running back four? Or no? I had running back five. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. So, so Bo and I both had quarterback, running back in the three and four spot in some order. Uh, and I actually Zach, think, I think there's a drop from four to five. So I'm interested to hear what you have at four. I had corner at four. Really? And oh, baby. I've got corner Big at discrepancy. Eight. All right, me well, too. Then, then, then let me uh, <laughs> defend myself here, okay? Um, at, if if you consider three starting positions at corner, uh, they've upgraded two of those spots. Darius Slay, I, I know you guys have been critical about Slay and about the, the move, but I think we can agree that he represents a significant upgrade over what they've had in the past. 
do we? I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 No, I would agree. And with then that. I think Roby Coleman is a good player. I mean, we'll, we can wonder why that contract wasn't higher, but I think he's 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 been a, uh, an above average nickel corner in this league. Uh, so two of those three spots I, I feel strongly about, and then for that other spot. I have questions about Avante Maddox, but between Maddox, between Rasul Douglas, they've, they have guys who have started before. Um, so I think that not uh, among teams in the, in the NFL, if you have uh, a pro bowl caliber cornerback and then one of the, the better players at, at his position in the slot, I think there's relative security compared to what there's been in the past. I think if I think this comes down a little bit to how we were looking at the exercise, like if it was um, how confident are you that it's going to be better than it was last year at the, each position group, I would have ranked corner higher. My concern is I don't think that they uh, it seems to, they're approaching things like they have solved corner. And I do not think that they have. I think the Avante Maddox thing, or Maddox because of Maddox. Okay. Uh, I, I'm 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 worried about Maddox, mm-hmm. you know, We've seen it all summer. He's he's covering guys fine and losing at the catch point. And it happens a lot. And he's also been you know beaten deep. So uh, I, I have it at eight because I don't think they're going to get what they think they're getting at corner. I think there are going to be uh, struggles throughout the season. And Slay, I, you know, they, they they the other factor is they think they're getting a number one lockdown corner in Slay. I'm not so sure that that's what they're getting. Okay. I think that's my big thing. You you asked, did they upgrade from last year? Yes, but when you say Pro Bowl caliber, is he capable? Yes. If I was, uh, what do we bet? Turkeys? What's the dumb thing yeah, we turkeys. do? Is yeah. it turkeys? Yeah. Or you could do your betting, water gun to the gut. Yeah, I would not be doing you know fifty turkeys on uh, Darius Slay making the Pro Bowl. I think the more likely scenario is that he's above average, but certainly not in the top tier of cornerbacks this year. New scheme, twenty nine years old. Uh, did not have a great year last season, and so I have more questions about him than uh, a lot of people do, probably. And uh, and so you add that up with Avante Maddox, a question mark at the other one, and now it's like, what do you really have here? I feel like they're in sort of the middle uh, middle tier of cornerbacks if you look at it league wide, like you know maybe around twelve to fifteen that area. Uh, what did you have at five, Shield? What did I have at five? I had uh, th- this may surprise. I had the offensive line at five. Interesting. So I was thinking about this in a way of, you know, you looked at their offensive line last year, and if you compare it to this year, they're bringing back four or five starters. Now, that's not the only, that's not like the perfect way to look at it because of the way they got there and Peter's age and, you know, Lane Johnson not practicing and all these different things. So you have question marks, but, you know, I feel like nationally there is this sort of thought that, oh my gosh, they lost their two starting offensive linemen and they're completely screwed. And I don't really feel that way. Like if you look at offensive lines around the league, I would still certainly have them in the top half of the league with the five guys they're playing with to start the season. And uh, maybe it's that I have faith in the position coach, Jeff Stoutland, that he can maximize whatever they get out of Matt Pryor or whoever's going to play right guard, that it's not going to be that bad. And Jason Peters, I mean, it's a concern. I'm not saying it's not, but I like wouldn't be shocked if they were to have a top 10 offensive line this year. I mean, a lot of things have to go right, but I feel like there's upside at least uh, with that group, and there's some players there that at least I trust. 
I think that's well said. And I think, again, this comes down to how we were looking at it. Um, but I have offensive line last. I have it ninth mm. because wow. I think it's the thing that is most likely to crater the Eagles season. If they get one or two more injuries along the offensive line, all of a sudden the shape of the offense changes entirely. You're worried about protecting Carson Wentz. That can snowball. And, uh, you know, if we don't know really what's going on with Lane Johnson, if even if he's uh, playing but at 75%, that's not ideal. Uh, Peters, it's hard to imagine him making it through an entire season. Uh, you know, who knows who's, if, if Pryor is actually going to be the left tackle. I think they will eventually make the switch there. But uh, I think they are one or two injuries away from uh, really like this is the thing that that could turn a an otherwise good season into a disaster. I think it's I think it's the one position that could make it a disastrous season. That part I agree with. I mean, there's a chance we talk about offensive line at the end of the year the way we talked about wide receiver at the end of last year. Yeah. Like like uh yeah there's a di- everyone's yeah, there's definitely a huge downside exactly yeah uh so I actually I had receiver at five okay receiver at five Zach what do you got I already said I I had uh oh yeah you had defensive or you had running back at five yeah I had running back five oh okay, okay. all right uh all right what what, what do we what have, where do you guys have receiver six I have wide receiver okay. six so not much of yeah a I mean I think there. I think it's not going to be the best group of receivers in the league but i think they've done enough uh to fortify the depth where uh they should they should be getting what they're expecting i had it seven but yeah i, I think that's a fair way of putting it too uh i just think right, one of the biggest i think one of the biggest myths or i, I wouldn't even say it, it's a it's Ooh. a myth if if you had told Myth-busting. me busting if you had told me at the end <laughs> of last season that they would go into week one with deshaun jackson yeah J, uh, jj ortega whiteside and john hightower as their top three receivers, and I or understand Greg Ward, yeah, Greg Ward. Like they, or, they made or, no changes, yeah. yeah, or Greg Ward. Basically, like they now, I I know you couldn't have foreseen Rager getting hurt and Marquise Goodwin opting out, but I I don't think that they are like much better than they were a year ago at that position, and it was I think that's a totally fair last year. Yeah, and that's I, a great point. Goes, I mean, it goes back to the same thing we talked about all off season, like. This is also part of the reason why you try to add a, a Brashad Perryman or whoever, just because you don't know what's going to happen after uh, after free agency is over. You need some of those backup plans. But I, I think they will be okay there. But something we've discussed multiple times is it really seems like they looked at the way last season went and the last few years went, and they thought coaching was the problem and not personnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, all right, the only two positions we haven't talked about, linebacker and safety – uh, linebacker, I actually have at six because it's bad compared to the rest of the league. It's Garbanzo Beans, but I don't think it matters very much. And I think they're they're they know like, like I don't think they are uh, thinking that this is going to be a great group of linebackers. I think they know what they've put together. They've actively chosen to uh, give fewer resources to the position. This is what they're going to get. Uh, I had it nine based on what I thought the rules of the yeah, exercise were. Yeah, I think that's were. fine. Yeah, no. I had linebacker nine, and I had I had safety seven. I'm higher on safety I, than you are. I have safety, I had seven, safety seven as well. Yeah. I think Rodney okay. McLeod's a, a better player than he gets credit for. And again, I, I might have I – he's, I think he's close to falling off the cliff. That's the I might have a soft spot. Wow. I, I, I've been watching him since he was 18. But – Flex. I, I I just what's that? That's I said flex. It's not a. I've I've said on this podcast before. I covered him when he was a freshman in college. Yeah, that's a flex. Yeah. Okay, but You've been um, in the Rodney McLeod business for a while. I mean, and but, you know, he was. He but was my no point is, is, 
is I, I just think, I, I think he's an underrated player for the Eagles because I, okay. I think so much attention goes to like tackling and this one play that happened in Cincinnati uh, back in 2016 uh, where I, I think that he does so many other things well for that defense. I actually thought he played well last year. I, I thought that might've been like his in, in my sort of uh, three years back. Uh, I thought that might've been his best year overall. Having said that, coming off another uh, injury at his age. I'm not sure that it's going to sustain for another year, not playing with Malcolm Jenkins. So I do think there are uh, questions there. All right, should I get to these final comments before Let's we do it. sign off? All right. Uh, Philip wants to know if I just took a whiff. I haven't. I've had some weird motions because I feel like I've had a runny nose. Like I've wanted to blow my nose for like Be literally careful. 30, 40 minutes. Uh-oh. I was just going to. He's got I was gonna a runny l- nose. <laughs> uh, I don't get tested every day. <laughs> Nor survey. Uh, I, right? was, I was going to leave and do it and come back. I was going to do it on camera, but instead I've tried to deal with it. So that's what's going on there. Uh, this is a good football question from uh, Lewis. Who has a bigger impact in their rookie season, John Hightower or Sean Bradley? What do you guys think on that one? John Hightower. I think Hightower too. He's going to have a role week one. I don't don't think that Sean Bradley is ready to play on defense. Um, He may be forced into it at some point, but I think think if there's an injury on defense that forces Bradley to play, I think they'd rather have Singleton play and call him up from the practice squad. I think there are are two injuries that need to occur before Bradley is on the field on defense, and those injuries have already occurred on offense with Hightower. True. Uh, someone suggested that perhaps uh, Gene suggested perhaps Zach's wife just wanted him out of the house and so said, uh, write whatever you need, need to on that uh, on that survey and go go to the facility. I can't stand having you uh, here anymore. Oh, gee, so thought, man. Well, that was that was me ad libbing. They just said, did you did she want Zach out of the house? But I thought I had to sell she it. She says I'm, so I'm you... better when I'm working. That is true. Okay. Yes. Okay. She says I'm very uh, happy when I'm at training camp every day and I'm yeah. Yeah, I know you guys do fantasy too. So uh, this is a question. You know, I I had a take in one of my uh, columns that I felt like taking Miles Sanders with the number three overall pick was not crazy, and people wondered, well, with the uncertainty on the offensive line, you still feel that way? And uh, I did. I mean, I'm not saying I I will take him or I would take him there, but I think if you take him there, you're not crazy. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? I think you're not like crazy, Johnson. Yeah, I think. Um... Even though I'm worried about the offensive line, I think they're going to – I mean, Miles Sanders is going to get the ball a lot. So Yeah, buy Miles Sanders stock. I agree with what Shield – and Shield had a, had a great piece, 32 fearless predictions. Or I, I don't know if fearless bold was it. Um, predictions. Bold, you got to get, you gotta so get bold. bold in those headlines. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And some – Really some, brings some in the, really, the viewers. Some really like, like, like uh, genuinely fun stuff to read in there. And when I got to the Eagles one, it was – it was about Miles Sanders, two thousand total yards. Was was that what you wrote on there? Yeah, that's what I had in there, which I didn't realize that Wilbert Montgomery, Lashawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook all had two thousand yep. yard seasons. Yep. So it's uh, but it was interesting to see when they had those. Uh, you know, I think it was later in their career, fourth or fifth season for Westbrook and McCoy. Shady's was the first chip year, right? I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm going to talk so, Shio up just for 15 seconds here. No, uh, and no, it, two hours in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like every day on my feed, there's like some, there's something that comes up where too not prolific just, right now. Like 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 not just is it really well done and like well reported or, or and, and well researched, well written, but the other thing too is it's like you just see it and you're like that's something I would want to read. Like I, I there should be more of, of of that type of stuff. So Shio's been outstanding. 
during this past 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 week, especially. Got to got to prove your value. Just trying to make the team. You know what I'm saying? That's what. That's yeah, it's actually like it's very counter yeah. to the uh, persona that you're trying to put forth on this epi- on this the show. No, it's not because I don't like people. So how do I avoid people? I sit right here and I type away all day. Yeah, yeah, but you don't like no, work. See? That's next level. I like. What are you talking about? I like work. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm not going to research stuff for the pot or okay. anything. I mean, listen, you have to realize who who signs your paychecks and uh, what you're just doing for fun here. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Peck Nest Migrate, DraftKings, Manscape, and Stock Tips hmm. from John. Well, I mean, I'm nesting the stock tips. I want those from Zach as as often as I right now. There are no. I mean, yeah. it got brutalized yesterday. So, mm. uh, well, and uh, I think I would um, I would peck. Uh, manscaped just because it's fun to read and and more so because it's probably better for my overall bottom line if I'm uh, migrating DraftKings even though in real life I'm probably uh, nesting that bad boy you know it's it's better it's better for me to not be gambling so much Mm, I disagree that's a terrible take All right. Uh, let's see. Let me run through these uh, quickly. I know everybody wants to leave. Trust me, I'm there with you. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be nice since you're signing Sorry, on, Marissa. watching a YouTube YouTube show at 9:30 in the morning. Uh, Ryan, it's now 11:08. Li- <laughs> Ryan's liking the uh, the haircut, Zach. You're getting some compliments. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Yeah, For Zach that, gets one every week. Uh, I don't. Concussion, that's uncle. Ridiculous. I do not get every week. <laughs> concussion uncle is not trying to hear anyone missing practice for a runny nose oh, mm, i know that's yeah. right uh shield well, why are you embarrassed I, I, of- I have a quick rant too i oh, it, it really bothers me it really bothers me that that like this this approach of building a balanced team of not just focusing only it's on not balanced though goes with it, like you're a concussion uncle because you draft defensive players or because not every pick is a wide receiver like that it it's it's uh if if the the adage that like you know Howie Roseman the the Asante Samuel joke that he's just like a, a fantasy GM up there if, if that's how you ripped on 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 people before for applying like logic to things or critical thinking to things that's wrong the other side of it is like if you focus on positions that aren't in fantasy football it doesn't make you a concussion uncle. I think we all know that when your team practices, there are going to be no names on the back of their jerseys. <laughs> if it, I mean, both four of your top five picks were wide receivers and tight ends. I'm not what building team, a team. I'm winning a game. What team would build their team with four of their top five players, wide receivers and tight ends? That like, to me, that is, sorry. I'm just, I just want to get that off my chest because I like I resent this notion that the only thing that that Zach's like, gonna Zach's gonna we're gonna finish the pod and Zach's gonna start headbutting the wall. <laughs> no, not at all. I I applied a lot of like rational logical thinking to it, and then I was going He's up. Gonna against start you. sleeping in the office. Yes. Mm. Well, uh, all right. Now that we got that uh, off your chest, there. Let's see. There's one rule of birds with friends: no editing. So, Marissa, mm. there, there's no editing to this podcast. <laughs> so, you just gotta, so the uh, listener that doesn't know where Zach goes for about five minutes, they'll just exactly. have to figure it out. They, yeah. That they gotta tune into YouTube next time. That's <laughs> yeah, we how we gotta incentivize gotta them to watch out. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm absolutely with that. Uh, Sheila, why are you embarrassed of your hair? You always wear hats. You know, I got a clean shave last night lighting in here you know the reflection it mm, yeah uh, it's it a little tough on good. my forehead too you gotta cover that up i need sort of like two days post shave to go uh to go no hat here so that's where i'm at people say those uh runs are called shuttle sprints 
gassers mm, gassers wind sprints yeah. so that that's kind of what they're uh okay. what they're called nowadays john says zach getting texts about his sort of fake team is greater than how he getting texts about jj <laughs> 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 that that might be the comment of the uh that's the really show. good I, I that is really good to- I look. I'm. 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 I'm sorry for saying who it is. So that's people a were, compliment. People were just so you know, this is yeah. not a fake text. Um, oh. I hope I'm. Uh, I hope I'm not blowing up his spot here. Jimmy Kemsky, my man. Jimmy Kemsky. Oh, oh another NFL. You're. This is. A, you're. It's like another NFL GM. You're adding. Like. Uh, <laughs> wow. No. Dave. Dave Caldwell was texting me. Wow. JJ Arthigo Whiteside's looking great. Jimmy knows his stuff. So I. I trust Jimmy's opinion. Okay. Uh, Write this down, but for next episode, we got to get to Kirk Cousins' comments. We got to get mm. to Joe Judge uh, sliding in the mud there. People want to know uh, know your thoughts on. Wow, a lot of people want to know about Kirk Cousins. We just don't the have Kirk time Cousins for thing. It. I will. I won't. No, we won't. We won't get into it. I, I just mean, really. It's it's not even as fun anymore. He's gone from a Melvin to an actual destructive bad human being. So, mm. uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna get a little dicey if I had to talk about it honestly. Okay, I think those are. I am those worried that with Joe Judge, the concussion uncle head coach, Kirk Cousins manifesting himself in this way, I'm a little bit worried that like I'm in control of what's going on in the universe. So that's not good for him. That is something Bo would be worried about, worry about that, that. that like he is in control of. <laughs> <laughs> coach Flynn said that he's like, yeah, you're. It's like you're scripting these things. Uh, uh, Shield, I just want to read you. Uh, so Bo gave me. I'm, I'm not going to read you my responses. You can go on on the athletic to find it out. Bo sent me a bunch of quick hitters to answer. Uh, it was it was ten quick hitters. Okay, like like this is cut down day. This is our our this is for the athlete, piece on the yes. athletic. Our readers okay. want to know uh, all the details about what's going on with the team. Number nine. Yeah. If I win the beat writer prediction contest again, is it tainted by Thursday's cuts? That's like a, a real pressing question. And then number ten. If I win in back to back years, will you call me Your Majesty? Oh my gosh. Uh, will you? I, I will. I will log on to the athletic <laughs> to see uh, how you responded to those questions. All right, shout out to just the two people we have uh, viewing from. It's pronounced Melbourne, right? Yes, Melbourne. Melbourne? Yeah. Melbourne. Correct. Okay, from Melbourne and Dublin. I mean, wow, mm. international audience. And we had a That's Western Canada, so there you go. And a Western Canada, so we all are all over the. I'm place. I'm gonna give Sorry. you one now, shout out too. New uh, listener joining the flock, Millie. Shout out to baby Millie, Millie Buckets. So welcome uh, welcome to the flock. Welcome Millie Buckets. Yeah. All all. right. See ya. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back at some point this weekend to react to what happened um, on Saturday or Sunday. Not sure if it'll be Saturday night or during the day on Sunday. So, uh, you know, just check your feeds. Check our Twitters. But for Zach, Sheil, and Marissa, I'm Bo. And as always... We love friends. Birds with friends.